Welcome to PK on Mike, where we are honest and open and real, talking through becoming the people we are designed to be, designed and living for a purpose. Hey, what's up guys? Happy Tuesday, 9 p.m. Episode 2.5 of PKM Mike. So 2.5 because last week was our first episode. I actually did a half episode I know a while back. This is something that's been on my heart for a long time. For a lot of reasons, it's taken me a long time to be consistent with doing this. Um, But the whole hope of this is to be honest and real as we talk through just becoming the people we're designed to be, right? Um, designed and living for a purpose, which I think we're all called for. I often say we're all designed for a purpose, uh, designed with a purpose for a purpose. And so tonight, uh, I hope to continue a little bit what we talked about last week. Um, always love your comments and feedback and questions. Maybe we'll get to some of them tonight. Um, otherwise, it's not going to be very long. And so I thought about, hey, how should I start tonight? And some of you guys may have seen this already. Uh, this today, because I posted it is the joke of the day. So I don't know. I'm 39 years old. I have three kids. And these joke of the days, these dad jokes continue to um, just be funnier and funnier to me. So I don't know what that says about me and who I'm becoming, but I don't care. And I'm going to embrace it. And so this is a dad joke I told earlier today. uh, And I still think it's funny. So dad joke of the day before we get into this thing is, um, who was the greatest babysitter in the Bible? Who was the greatest babysitter in the Bible? David, because he rocked Goliath to sleep. (laughs) That's funny. All right, guys. So there you go. There's your dad joke. Go share with somebody in the office tomorrow. Go make somebody smile. Uh, There's so much in going on around us that we uh, don't smile enough. We don't make people laugh enough. And you don't give enough of ourselves out there uh, that you're designed to be. So last week, I really got into... Um, kind of like my background um, and this journey that I've been on for eight years. Um, and it simply came through the verse, 2 like Corinthians 12, 9 that I shared last week and the whole idea of it, of me. I was at a point in my life where I was so tired of trying to do everything myself, trying to work harder in corporate America, trying to be that best husband, trying to be that best dad. And I was just falling apart because I was relying on my own strength. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, hey, look, in your weakness, you can be strong through Christ. And I wish I could tell you that all of a sudden it snapped and I let go of everything. But all that really was eight years ago was layers starting to be ripped away from my heart and from my personality and from who I was. And I talked a lot about how growing up in the church, it was really easy for me to put these walls up and put a perception out there when in in reality, my heart wasn't where it needed to be. My heart wasn't matching up with my actions. And uh, we talked about that is just the church. That is us as humans and as Christians. Um, We're just broken people who are continuing to grow and live for Christ. And sometimes it's ugly and sometimes doesn't represent what we look like, but that's where God's grace comes in 
um, and his blood and his work on the cross. And so um, tonight I want to continue on that because I think until we, at least, and I'm sharing from my experiences, right? So oftentimes I say we, I want to generalize it and everyone has their own story. Uh, one thing I love about what's going on right now um, and the way I dealt with all the pressure and the talk about politics, I don't care what you voted, right? I do believe whether way, whatever way you voted, God started designing you from the time you were born with the relationships, experiences, and everything you have encountered up to this point to vote the way you decided to vote. And whatever happens in this election is designed by God for the best of all of us, part of his plan. And I think the problem is with that is oftentimes we want to play God and think we know what's best for ourselves, for our country, for our world. And in reality, um, we need to be responsible for ourselves and for our heart and for what we're pursuing. And so um, in saying all that, some of you have been put by God to fight and stand up for what you believe, right? And others of you um, aren't. And so it's not our job to go about and attacking other people and telling people what they should believe or not to believe, what they should be doing or not believing. If it doesn't, um, as long as it's not hurting people, right? I think there's, I'm a believer in the Bible. When it starts compromising, comp, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, going against what the Bible says, right? As far as loving on people and hurting people and um, all that stuff, then I think you're starting to push the boundaries there for sure. But uh, part of being PK and Mike is I'm just going to be honest and real with you guys on here. And so as I get more comfortable as I start growing myself, it's going um, to go a lot of different directions. I hope to have people interviewing on this uh, from a lot of different backgrounds uh, on a lot of different topics and where we can sit and discuss, um, listen to each other out and really see um, how God has designed a lot of us differently so we can interact and be part of this body to um, live out his kingdom um, amongst um, people around us. And so Last week, I really got into this, this wall and this area where God started breaking down layers of my life. And it's still doing that, right? It's going to be a continuing journey until the time I die. And so um, I shared a uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Um, but so tonight, I want to talk more about this. And uh, this idea of giving up yourself and dying to yourself. I think we, and what I have found out, we cannot become who we're designed to be until we're willing to give up parts and pieces of what we are trying to protect. So for example, we are because of, as I mentioned earlier, our life experiences from the way we are raised, from relationships we've been in, maybe from a school teacher that said something to you, maybe it was a friend, maybe you went through some tragic um, instances in your life, maybe you've gone through some really huge blessings. All of those have impacted you as a person to start becoming the person you need to be. But what happens a lot of times, these good and bad, instead of helping you become the person that you are designed to be, it molds you into think who you think you should be. And so I am going to read a quick little story um, for you because this I think this really sums it up and I love how things work out um, coincidences I don't believe in that I believe God lines everything up in your life regardless if you want to believe it or not 
And so as I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about tonight um, and putting some thoughts down on some notes, I was given um, by Justin Hester. You got to look him on Facebook. Amazing guy. I met him back in college at Texas Tech. He sends me books randomly. And currently I'm going through a book called Emotionally Healthy Spiritual Spirituality. And um, it's just a daily devotional where you do a devotional early in the morning, devotional in the evening time. And as I'm thinking about this idea, how is how do you explain how these good and bad situations, yes, they can expose you and help you become the person you're designed to be, but also uh, I think majority of the time we allow those situations, good and bad, to make us believe that we're something we're not because we're not willing to get uncomfortable. And I think the greatest... Um, um, people don't grow because you're not, we're not willing to get com uncomfortable, right? When you're willing to get uncomfortable and take those steps and do things that aren't part of your nature, I think you start discovering that you have so much more within you versus sitting around, being comfortable, trying to find the comfort road, the safe road. Uh, that's the easy road. And when it's easy, there's no growth whatsoever. So I was trying, how do I explain all this? Is there... And in the devotional yesterday uh, is a story about this eagle, right? And so I'm going to go ahead and read it. If you have questions about the book, go ahead and shoot me a message. I'll go ahead and uh, uh, send you the title of this book. So a man found an eagle, found an eagle's egg and put it in the nest of a barnyard hen. The eaglet hatched with a brood of chicks and grew up with them. All his life, the eagle did what the barnyard chicks did thinking he was a barnyard chick. He scratched the earth for worms and insects. He clucked and cackled, and he would thrash his wings and fly a few feet into the air. Years passed, and the eagle grew very old. One day he saw a magnificent uh, bird above him in the cloudless sky. It glided in graceful majesty among the powerful wind currents with uh, scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. The eagle looked up in awe. Who's that? he asked. That's the eagle, the king of the birds, said his neighbor. He belongs to the sky. We belong to the earth. We are chickens. So the eagle lived and died a chicken, for that's what he thought he was. And so as we um, go through life, as I have often said is, well, that's who I'm designed to be, only to find out later through another circumstance or being willing to die to that thought of who I was, was I, you start to begin and understand who you can become, right? So eight years ago, I was in this place in corporate America working 50 to 60 hours a week. I thought that's what you had to do. I thought you had to go to school, get a job, work 50 to 60 hours a week, move up the corporate ladder, do the happy hours. And every single time I felt miserable. I felt like there has to be more to this life and this job um, and this career to do more. It doesn't make sense to me to work that long to miss out on my family and not be part of them. I remember my senior in high school, I was a quarterback and safety of our team and we won their championship. And I remember on the football field, the team celebrating and it was a good moment, but I also had in this thought was like, there has to be more to this life than winning a championship in high school. Uh, getting the scholarship, to Texas Tech University was an amazing experience. I met some amazing people, still good friends, a lot of guys on the team. And 
wouldn't trade it for the world, but I also remember being there and saying there has to be more to this. And uh, I find myself uh, getting married to an amazing person, right? And trying to, as hard as I could to be the best husband. And like I mentioned last week, just finding the spot, I had to stop relying on my own strength, but at the same time thinking there has to be more to this. Like what is my mission? What is my purpose? And what is, what am I trying to do here? And um, that all um, is still being discovered, but it's coming out more and more as I'm willing to get uncomfortable doing things like this, right? Because I know I'm going to say something eventually and start interviewing some people and think, you know what? Who's watching this? What are they going to judge me? What are they going to say? And I really had to take a step back and understand what I was telling people. Hey, get uncomfortable. Do the things that your heart's telling you to do um, and listen to my own words. And then at the same time, like I'm thinking about how can I make this this way and that way? And it's like God says, hey, look, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, the verse that you've been studying and learning and growing and using for the last eight years, relax. It's not going to be on your own will. It's going to be on my own will. And that puts me out of peace. And I encourage you guys tonight, right? I don't know if you're that eagle living with the chickens, thinking that you're a chicken, thinking that's all you're capable of doing, wishing and seeing the eagle soar above you, wish you were in the air with that eagle, but because you still think you're a chicken, you're down on the ground plucking the worms out of the earth, right? So what false self are you struggling with that Christ wants you to die to so you can truly live? And you have to understand, like, I, I love... Um, the conversations that are going on right now when they are conversations, when you have two people who are willing to listen to one another and hear each other out and understand where the other person is coming from and what they've been through to bring them to those conclusions. Because um, that is part of growth and understanding. And I think it opens up our eyes to bigger situations. Um, so I'm having a conversation and the conversation was this was, they were using one political party and kept on calling them hypocrites. And um, then they got into like the believers and saying they're hypocrites too. And uh, I started asking her questions about like, where are you getting your basis from on hypocrites? Like what, what are you, and she would use examples and how Christians don't live up to it. You know what? I told her straight up, us as Christians need to do a better job. It's true, right? I think there's a lot of Christians who put that title on there. Um, because they're not soaring with the eagles. They're down with the chickens and being told what they think Christians should do. Maybe that's just going to church. Maybe that's just putting some music on in their car once in a while. They're not living out the gospel, which means to go abide in Christ and multiply with fruit. Right? Go go grow some fruit. And so, um, and that's a whole different topic. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to make this into um, a Bible lesson. I'm not, I, I just live off what I'm being taught and learned and grow and try to trust my heart. All right. So now I'm off track. But anyways, the whole idea is this guys, what areas of your life do you need to die to yourself so you can start soaring with the egos like you're designed to be? What is holding you back and understand that it's not just a one-time thing and a one-time journey. It's not like you're going to think about one thing today and start working on that and then everything starts to become clear. What it is, is you're gonna think of one thing, you're gonna to have to take an action action step towards um, figuring that out, and once you figure that out, guess what, your eyes are gonna be a little bit wider, 
to what is possible, but then you're also going to realize there's another area that needs to be worked on. And it's going to be this constant journey of struggle and work and getting uncomfortable and going to those places you don't want to go to, to help identifying how you can soar like the eagle you're designed to be. And so um, Isaiah 40, 31 is another uh, verse. We'll put it on screen right there. And it simply says those says, says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 31. And so as you guys get out there, as you guys continue trying to live the lives that you're called to be, don't get comfortable. Find those areas where you can take the next step and go. Understand it's a journey. Um, and understand that you got this because there's someone else doing it right now. So I'll leave you with this thought. As I can find it. Um, I had it all marked up. See, I'm telling you, this is all my 2.5 episode PK unmiked. We're going to get better every single week because we're willing to get uncomfortable on day two. Anyways, go on a journey. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm going to bother you. Hey, I'll message it in the comment group because it was a great quote. It's like the best quote ever and I absolutely lost it. So hey, you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for hearing me out.